Hello again. Well, we're going to move into the rhetorical triangle and speak specifically about the concept of author purpose. Because this is something that, A, can be misunderstood and be confused with author message or main idea, and B, uh, even once we do understand it, we can oversimplify this. So first, let's deal with the idea of uh, uh, the difference between purpose and message or main idea. Main idea or message is what you've probably been doing in your English class probably till now. You've been asked to read something, especially nonfiction, and then probably been asked, what does it say? In one way or another, you were asked that question, summarized, to find its main idea and repeat it back. And so you're very good at that. The problem is, you probably don't even realize there is another way to look at nonfiction besides summarize main idea. Although main idea or message or text is, of course, an important component, I and mean, it's one of the three vertices on the rhetorical triangle, what's being said, it's by no means the only one. And matter of fact, you will be asked in question two of the AP language exam to perform a rhetorical analysis. And uh, almost certainly the question will read something like, uh, something like this. You'll be asked, what is the author's purpose and what rhetorical strategies does he or she use to achieve that purpose? Now, sometimes they'll tell you the purpose if it's a particularly difficult piece, but sometimes they won't. But what you won't be asked to do is tell us what the main idea is. In other words, summarize the piece. That's simply not done anymore because it's assumed you can do that. So we need to move beyond main idea or what is being said and go into what is the goal here? What is the writer or speaker trying to accomplish? Now we said earlier that in a very base kind of way, you can look at three uh, very, very uh, crude types of purposes, and we use the acronym PI, Persuade, Inform, Entertain. Uh, for our purposes today, we're going to throw out entertain because, well, to be frank, it's unlikely that you're going to be receiving anything whose sole purpose is to entertain. Those are, of course, purposes in writing or, or in any sort of um, artifact. You go to a movie and your purpose is to entertain. But we're going to focus on the informative and the persuasive. Okay, now we say persuasive. Yes, we, we want to distinguish between persuade and argument. But for our purposes, we're going to just use the term persuade. If you remember, we wanted to speak in terms of an infinitive. So some of the persuasive purposes might be to persuade, to convince, to influence, to argue, to recommend, to change as in to change someone's mind or, or make a change, to advocate, to urge, to defend, to justify, to support, and things like that. Uh, whereas the informative purposes might be inform, describe, define, review, notify, instruct, advise, announce, explain, demonstrate, illustrate, and so on. And even though those are, of course, synonyms, as you know, there are no perfect synonyms, so they are slightly different in meaning. So we want to keep referring back to those lists, and we want to get as precise as we can. The author is trying to, let's say, 
urge. Let's use that as our persuasive. Trying to urge someone to take a certain action. Trying to prod. Um, that is, in fact, slightly different from to argue. I mean, if you are arguing, you're not necessarily looking to make someone act. Whereas to urge, if you're urging someone, you very much want them to act. So there are differences in all those terms. So it's important for us to be rather precise in what we mean. And the reason for that precision is that it makes a difference. It, there's a difference between, as we said, urge and, and argue. Or illustrate and define. They're, these are different things. So on the first hand, when you're being asked, what is the author's purpose? Your technique should be to think of an infinitive. To plus verb in its base form. But if you need to go even farther back than that, think of pi. Is this thing persuasive? Is this thing informative? Is this thing entertaining? And mostly it won't be entertaining as its main purpose. Also, we can have a piece that has a, a dual purpose. It has, it's, it's meant to do this and this. It is meant to, for instance, let's take an imaginary purpose. Uh, the author is trying to illustrate this in order to persuade. So... It is possible to have a purpose that leads to another purpose, and you can use that as a sophisticated answer. I mean, be aware that your answer still needs to be correct. You need to find that this is, in fact, what is happening. So I don't mean to tell you to always pick a dual purpose because it sounds better, because if the piece isn't doing that, well, then you're wrong. So all I mean is you're not restricted to a single purpose, or rather the, the piece is not. So, again, the difference between purpose and message. Message is what's being said. Purpose is what's being done. So you could have a piece where you know one but not the other. You can know what's being said but not know why it's being said. That would mean knowing message but not knowing purpose. So, it's very important that you understand the distinction between purpose and message. And I, the reason I'm harping on this so long is because most of your school career you've spent on message. Summarize the message. What is being sent here? And that's not always easy. Let's take fiction, for instance. If you read last year, you probably read Lord of the Flies. And you probably spent a great deal of time trying to understand what was being said. Because you had the base story on its more literal level, but then you had all these symbols, right? You remember all the symbols, symbolism work that you did. Well, that was really more of what's being said. Um, when you uh, watch the conch shell get shattered, you ask the questions in your class, well, what does that mean? Well, that's just another way of saying what's being said here. But what you might not have done a great deal of is wonder, yes, but what is Golding trying to do? What is the purpose of this novel as opposed to what is the meaning of the novel? Those are different things. So, especially in fiction, you've probably been focusing heavily on message and less so on purpose, if you even have at all. And we need to move away from that, move into purpose. Once we've figured out purpose, and we'll cover this a little bit more in depth in a later uh, lecture, 
But then it's time to look at what we call the rhetorical devices or the rhetorical strategy to try and understand how did the writer achieve that purpose. And that will that's going to be the work of the semester. That will take a great deal of time, actually, to understand that. But it really does start with the rhetorical triangle. What is the message? Who is the speaker and what persona is he or she portraying? And to whom is this person speaking or writing? And for what purpose? We also, as we said before, have the uh, writing situation or the rhetorical situation, which we sometimes call the occasion or the, uh, uh, the writing environment. You know, under what circumstances was this written? The reason we are going to de-emphasize that is we often don't know what it is. Um, we sometimes are given a piece and we don't really know in what context it exists. Now, sometimes the AP exam will supply that for you. It will tell you this was piece was written in such and such century to such and such people under such and such circumstances, but sometimes it won't. So we're frequently in the dark, or at least some maybe in, the, in a dark room or dim room when it comes to uh, the circumstances under which the piece is written. But if you do have that knowledge, well, then that all goes towards purpose. That all goes towards message. It sort of permeates the entire piece. So when analyzing a piece of writing, a piece of nonfiction, and when you're asked, what is the author's purpose? Well, there's actually a lot in that question because you were asked what the author's purpose is. Well, who is the author? And again, we don't mean biographical data. We mean who is the speaker? What is the persona here? To whom is this person speaking or writing? And what are they saying? Well, those are the three aspects of the triangle. And all those three things together can help us understand purpose. This person is saying this thing to those people in order to do this. And you just sort of fill in the blanks for all those, all those spaces. So author X is writing to audience Y about subject matter N in order to inform them, in order to persuade them, whatever that might be. Now, of course, you need the specifics. If you said to persuade them to do something, well, you have to indicate what that something might be. Or in order to inform them, well, you have to tell them what that information is going to be. Now, when you do all of this, when you establish purpose, you have to remember the three parts of the triangle. Because once you've established purpose, you have to check yourself. Would it be reasonable for this speaker to say this message to those people for that reason? Not unlike a math problem. You might have done all the calculations as far as you can see correctly, but you've, you've made small error. So you might end up with an impossible answer. You know, and how many seconds can Jack scale the wall? And you do your calculations, you come up with minus five. Well, that's, of course, impossible. So even though you might have a purpose, you have a speaker, an audience, and a message, make sure it all makes sense. Does it make sense for this person, this speaker, to say that to those people for that reason? Could often, we can often be blind to what is obviously not true. The good news is, even though there are better answers than others, most of the pieces, if not all the pieces we will study, and certainly the pieces you'll get on the AP exam, will be, will be so layered and nuanced that there are 
more than one correct answer for the purpose. Now, that doesn't mean to say all answers are correct. I know people are fond in English of saying, as long as you can support it, the answer is correct. Well, yes, but some answers are unsupportable. So I don't want you to assume from that that any answer could be right. Well, no. No, answers cannot be right. Uh, Dr. Martin Luther King was not trying to get people to cheer for the Washington Senator baseball team. That, that simply wasn't happening. And any attempt to try and prove that would, of course, be wrong. So even though there is no single right answer, there are better answers than others. And there are certainly incorrect ones. So not wanting to put too much pressure on you, but when you identify author purpose, you do have to be right. I'll just come out and say it. You, you can't say anything you wish because some things would be unsupported by the piece itself or they just simply wouldn't make sense. So once again, let's review. Your three basic purposes, persuade, inform, entertain. Purpose is what effect did the writer hope to have on the audience? Or I guess you could say, why did they write it? Although that gets mixed up in some other things. But what was the goal here? What are they trying to do? And remember that purpose is different from message. Message is what are they trying to say? Purpose, what are they trying to do? And those are very different things. It sounds like it's an easy distinction. It really isn't. And it's not helped by the fact that your training up till now has almost exclusively been about message. So please take this very, very seriously and be very careful to make a distinction between what is being said and what is being done. They are different things. I hope that makes sense to you. Obviously, you'll follow up in the class with um, activities and this will take actually rather longer than you think and if you are if I'm constantly telling you no 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 that's message that's what's being said and you really can't see the difference well you're probably not alone this will take some time to give you this new training but hopefully this helped a little bit um, and we'll see you back here for another lecture a little bit later